Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, Every ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's, I have to get used to just three people clapping. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so we have to like send a crowd out to your house to just stand outside and clap. People are clapping at home, Jerry. There's dozens of people watching. In this era of technology, though, can't we have a soundtrack of, uh, you know, executive producer Gene Gowan? Transparency, Jerry. Transparency. (laughs) (laughs) And so that people understand since COVID started, and this could be changing because we got stung by the Omicron variant and got pushed back. We were sort of thinking, getting ready to put our toes back into the water of saying, hey, let's uh, get back to live uh, episodes. And <clears throat> Omicron came along and we said, no, oh, I don't know. So now that that's fading, who knows? We, we, we'd like to think we could do that. So in the meantime, for several years now, we've been recording these using technology and um it's, it's frankly uh, worked well to keep us going and uh, we're happy to do it. And we have somebody who first, uh, a musical guest, and I beseech you to stick around for this. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Sinclair, a Woo! young singer, songwriter, 21, 22 years old, Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, how old are you, Ryan? Let me clarify that. 21. 21. Okay. 21 year old singer, songwriter from Lexington, Kentucky. Just released released a new album called Letters to Aliens. She was on with us last week. We begged her to come back again. She agreed. So you're going to be hearing a song uh, from Ryan a little later in the podcast. Megan's going to be talking to her. Uh, We've done a couple episodes now where the obvious elephant in the room is this brutal attack on a sovereign country by uh, Vladimir Putin and Russian troops in Ukraine. So um, we have been not only uh, talking, asking Jerry to do uh, some thoughts on it, which I'm about to do, but having some conversations about all that. It's kind of hard to ignore that or even turn to joking around. Uh, It just doesn't, frankly, feel right. So we're going to do that a bit more tonight, uh, starting off uh, with this, Jerry, uh, and you've been given some Awesome thoughts. By the way, last week, Jerry did his commentary, which then it was sent to the Cincinnati Inquirer. And I know our listeners are all over the country, but you can go to Google Cincinnati Enquirer, E-N-Q-U-I-R-E-R, and uh, probably find that commentary, or you can listen to it on our podcast, obviously, but we're very proud that Jerry got that uh, printed there. Uh, Jerry, here's the question for this evening. Uh, why do you think Putin is attacking now? Well, uh, I've been giving that thought, and um, so I put these thoughts together now. Uh, the highest civilian award we have in the United States is the Presidential Medal of Freedom. In Russia, it's the hero of the Russian Federation Medal. And would anyone be at all surprised if President Putin, as soon as his invasion of the Ukraine is over and he's largely done killing leaders and citizens of this democratic republic, 
if then Putin bestows this Russian Medal of Honor on Donald Trump. For if you think about it, who has done more to make Russia's aggression possible than the ever servile Trump bowing to all things Putin? Even during Putin's opening missile assaults and invasion of Russian troops into Ukraine in open defiance of democracies worldwide, the European Union, NATO, the United States, even as our own troops are being gathered on Poland's border to protect against further Russian expansion, Trump once again puts Russia first, a slap in the face of our own country, our own young men and women who risk their lives for our freedoms and democracy by tweeting how much he admires Putin and how savvy he is and what a great job he's doing and how close is this to treason if Trump isn't already there. Now, so you don't think it's me just simply picking on Trump again. Let me explain how he fits into the horror of what's happening in Ukraine right now. Putin, in interviews and speeches over the past 30 years, has consistently called the dissolution of the Soviet Union the single most catastrophic geopolitical event in the 20th century considering the fact that the 20th century also hosted two world wars and a Holocaust, to mention just a few of its highlights, well, that's quite a statement. But whatever, that's what he believes, and a belief which has guided his every move since this former head of the KGB rose to the presidency of Russia. As the world keeps asking now in the midst of this crisis, what does Putin want? Why is he doing this? unleashing 190,000 troops along with missiles and tanks into neighboring Ukraine, putting his nation and the entire Eastern Europe on war footing. Why is he doing this? Well, he's determined to rectify what he sees as the humiliation Russia was forced to suffer at the hands of the West when the Soviet Union lost the Cold War and was thereupon forced to give up the 15 republics then under Soviet control. He wants all these republics, starting with Ukraine, to return to Russian dominance. He wants to reconstruct the historic Russian empire. He wants his legacy to be that of a czar who returned Russia, if it ever was, to greatness. This is a belief which he has never wavered from. So where does Trump fit into all of his plans? Well, the one thing that has prevented this return of a Russian uh, dictatorial empire, indeed the one thing that has restrained Soviet and now Russian expansionism, is the existence of the European Union and NATO, both of which have been militarily, politically, and in part economically propped up by the United States. This has prevented nearly half the world from losing its freedom. It's why we fought the Nazis in Japan in World War II, the communists for 45 years in the Cold War, and how we've managed to keep the world from a nuclear holocaust for nearly the past 80 years. So why Trump is so relevant to what's happening now is that when, with Russia's help, Trump became president in 2016, Putin now had what Russians call his useful idiot, an American president who would immediately start 
attacking NATO, attacking America's allies in the European Union, the UN, and by the way, so polarizing America that there'd be no way Americans and a divided Europe would have the stomach to enter a war against Russia or to even risk one by stopping Russian aggression. Putin, now with a weakened and divided Europe and America, would have the restraints off. And this tyrannical madman now, of course, feels emboldened. Each day Trump was in office with him constantly sucking up to Putin, the West was further weakened. And Trump may now get another four years is what uh, Putin thought. But when that didn't happen, and now Putin, <clears throat> Putin sees Biden from day one working to unite NATO, unite Europe, return America to the world community, he, Putin, sees that time is no longer on his side. And so he's been moving to act quickly because each day Biden and NATO and the free world's resolve just becomes stronger, which is why the Russian dictator is suddenly moving now. Look, we cannot ignore what is before our very eyes. Putin in his isolation is living in the 20th century. And it's not only that it was then that he suffered his humiliation, it is also the playbook of the 20th century's greatest dictator, Adolf Hitler, that Putin is now adopting. You see, Hitler was reacting to what he saw as his nation's great humiliation, its loss in World War I. In violation of international law at the time, Hitler rearmed Germany, then he took Austria, claiming with its Germanic language and culture, it belonged to Germany, and then part of Czechoslovakia, the Sudetenland. I don't want any more, he said after taking that. But then the rest of Czechoslovakia, and finally, uh, finally Poland, before the world woke up, said enough, and we had World War II. How is what Putin's doing at this point any different? just a part of Georgia, and then just the Crimea, and then just the two eastern provinces of Ukraine. Now, all of Ukraine. Putin doesn't have Hitler's camps or develop plans to wipe out an entire race or religion, but to wipe out freedom and democracy, he's following Hitler's playbook step by step. To not stop Russia now, would be more than the free world's humiliation. It would be its death knell. Thank you, Jerry. Excellent, Jerry. Thanks. Thanks. Like you had, we did a podcast. I mean, this was back when we were folk school years ago, um, kind of talking about just Russian expansion and, and the purpose behind Russian expansion. And I encourage our listeners to go back and, gosh, for the life of me, I don't know the number of that episode, but you kind of talked about just Russia's history and its, and its expansion policies. And this falls right in, right into that again. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's, 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 they've been consistent. It's not as, you know, it's unfortunately not, they're playing the long game. Putin is playing the long game here. Exactly. And, and Russia always has, Russia is used to dictators. It had 300 years of the czars. Right. And then came communism. And it's not that Putin's in love with communism. He's in love with the idea of being a dictator, right. of 
you know, and, and sadly, the Russian people have in their lifetimes been so used to taking orders from a dictator. Yep. They're used to being told what to do and to believe everything the state media says. And uh, and we're paying the price for it now. Sure are. Jerry, hey, um, uh, Sherry Russell says, it's a damn shame you weren't born in the States. I would feel a lot better to have someone like you in high office with your wisdom Aww. and your compassion. And therefore, I am today announcing my candidacy. No, you are not. Off it. No, I'm not. No, I can't because I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> I can't. I can't right now. Thank you. That's very nice. But no, there. Any, everything I'm saying, I'm sure they're, you know, smarter minds than me are thinking about it. They've got experts. They've got technological people, military people. I really think I wouldn't have said this, you know, a few years ago, because we didn't have grown-ups in the White House. But now I think we really do. Whether you like Biden or not, there are serious people. He's he's a grown-up. He's an adult. He's a grown-up. And, he, you know, <laughs> he's, he's not doing name-calling or any of that stuff. I mean, so they're really working on it. Uh, Last but, two podcasts, Jerry, you have, uh, and you, you did it again this evening. I want to push you a little bit on this just to see what you're thinking. Each time it ends with, and I really relate to this. We got to stop this guy. Yeah. You laid out parallels to Hitler, where Putin is going, what drives him, his delusions of grandeur about being a czar, getting the band back together, all that stuff. Yeah. So at the end of the day, are you in the camp that says we have no choice morally? We have to stop this guy. Because if you get to there, then we really are going somewhere. Yeah. Then like, we're really going somewhere because to get to there, and what and I saw today on a on MSNBC, Katie Turr show, a woman who is head of uh world, an organization called World Democracy. I, I, I don't have that right, but it was close. A Ukrainian woman in the middle of the war. And at the end, she left Katie Turr speechless because she wept. She didn't just tear up. She wept and she begged the free world. Every life that's lost is a life lost today. God damn it. Give us. She didn't use that word. That's me talking. Yeah. Give us help. Help. Real help. Yeah. Planes, pilots. Maybe troops, certainly lethal weapons. Yeah. But where do we get with this? See, I am prone to say we have to engage. And I, and I can't, like your podcast from last week, my God, I used to be a hippie pacifist. It's like, we got we got to engage. We got to stop this guy because he's everything you're saying. Yeah. Is that where you are? Yes, with this proviso. It's not either blow up the world or let him go. There are mm -hmm. a thousand steps in between. Yeah. Some of the military, we're not saying, you know, drop the big one and destroy the planet. Right. And there are lots of steps in between where maybe some military is involved. And, but Churchill didn't say, 
you know, how long did it take us for finally to listen to Churchill that this guy's not kidding around? Right. <laughs> this Hitler guy, Mussolini, et cetera. He's got to be stopped. He's just going to keep going. And what and did I we asked, do? And we and we and we finally up. But it took it. And we finally got into it. And, and it, look, there's the point. If that's where we're going, you said this in your commentary in the last episode. If that's where we're going, how do we explain to the world that comes behind us? And eh, we took three months to figure it out. Well, my grandmother died in those three months. Yeah. My cousin died. Yeah. Uh, cities were bombed. Uh, naked aggression was shown on television. That's kind of where I'm. I'm just admitting yeah. I'm in a quandary, too, of like every day I turn on media, I'm, I say more to myself. You got to stop this guy. It just seems yeah, it, like such an odd way in this day and age to even be fighting like boots on the ground. You know, like it. I don't know. I grew up thinking that the last boots on the ground war was Gulf, you know, the Gulf War, because yeah. technology was going so far. Like the idea of physically invading another country to me is really we were told growing up in school that that wasn't going to be the way that wars are fought. Well, and you're watching here we it. are. And You're here we it. are in 2022. And, and there's no, and, and there's, that's just the sorry, but that's the way it is. It's, and I'm yep. with you, Megan, because it, that leads to this question uh, it, to Jerry and Megan. When we, uh, Jerry, you and I, and, and Megan's, we, we kid about this, but Megan's from a totally different generation. And Jerry and I were both born in 1943, and that was in the middle of World War II. So when we You're were older than up, me, I, I was 1944. 44. Okay. I was 43. So, well, thank Oprah, God you made that clear. Right? I just wanted to make it clear that people were looking in. Gene is older than me. I'm older. Okay? I'm older. So over our shoulders, when we were in grade school, we were still able to see plenty of coverage in, in newsreels, they called them in movie theaters, yeah. <clears throat> pre-television. And you'd see these newsreels of Megan, what you're talking about, of ground wars, of cities being blown up. Today, I looked at cities all day long in rubble, which is exactly, Megan, what it looked like in World War II. Yep. And so we didn't think we would ever have that again, but that is what we're up against. And when we say, well, maybe no boots on the ground, that's the way this war is, whether we like it or not. It's boots on the ground. It's going in with tanks to stop this line. Once that line of tanks starts to move, it's, anybody who thinks this is like over, they're nuts, man. Once yeah. they resupply them or whatever, or he might just be waiting for the right moment to crush Keeve. Yeah. I don't know. And by the way, Jared, remember, oh, that's right. isn't that how wars were covered? You'd have famous war correspondents who would go in with, frankly, movie cameras, sure. uh, 16 millimeter cameras, yeah. and they come out, whether it was in the Pacific theater or the European theater, yeah. and they would develop the film and you'd see it two or three days later. Now, oh my God, to connect the dots with last podcast, where we talked about the yeah. use of new media with young kids trying to get the truth into Russia. The rest of us are seeing by the minute truth, because it's not being blocked, from citizen journalists with iPhones. This and is what is so insane. I mean, it just it drives me crazy. This is literally 
one man ready to blow up the world. It's one yep. man. It's not the Russian people. Nope. Not one Russian person was walking around the streets of Moscow or any other city saying, oh, Ukraine's going to attack us. What? <laughs> there was never even a letter written that Ukraine was going to attack Russia. Ukraine was never going to attack Russia. It's one guy who's got these visions of taking over the world, creating this empire or re reconstructing the empire. And he has already killed tens of thousands of people. Well, that's what's that's in jeopardy now. That's it's crazy. And here we are, the strongest nation in the world with all this bragging we've been doing and all this what we've spent, you know, and with the greatest generation. All this, we are now in a position to just sit by and let one person do it. Well, now we're back Crazy to where, how we don't stop him. Well, we got, OK, that's where <laughs> that's where we were five minutes ago when that happened with Adolf Hitler. Finally, an alliance of, of actually, like, this is crazy as hell, Russia, yeah, the United States of America, and England, and Canada, and Australia, and New Zealand, yeah. and a lot of ancillary groups, all got together and said, this crap's got to stop. And the way it's going to stop is brute force against brute, against brute force. And they put a band together and they went over there and they smash mouthed him. That's how that's how war. And I've never been in the military, but hell, that's how it works. Everybody yeah. knows that you got to go over and smash mouth the MF. And yeah. when and that's what this woman today on this TV show, this interview was begging. She was like the smartest person who said, we're going to get there. My God, what's taking so long for you all to recognize what you have now done in two commentaries, Jerry Springer, where they mm -hmm. both ended with what sounded to Gene Galvin like, we got to do something. Yep. Yeah. Am I missing something? No, you're not. And, and all I am saying is when we say let's do something, it doesn't mean that the first thing you do we have the inevitability done the first of thing. dropping the big one. No, but I'm not world. saying that. Right, but, right. That's what I'm saying. But that's yeah. being used as an excuse. Well, like you to, said, there's a thousand this, different things between, you know, this. Yes. Like, like the whole world drop everything else you're doing. Russia can be totally surrounded. And by the way, I wouldn't give up on China. Okay. China is connected to the world economy. Even as war. They're very pragmatic and they have even more at stake. They Agreed. want to be the, the uh, leader of the world economically. So Agreed. this doesn't help them. So yeah. agree. 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 there are ways there's bargaining we can do with China. There's things we can do with China. But now all hands on deck. Every fix it. Everyone uses whatever they have. Well, but whether it's surrounding, you know, he was scared of being surrounded by all these countries that hate him. Well, now he's going to be surrounded. Yeah, he is. Yep. And, and not, not to beat this poor woman to, to death that I've been quoting without remembering her name. I should have written it down. But <laughs> when you lay out, Jerry, when you lay out that spectrum of things we can do, and I'm with you guys, I think Joe Biden has been masterful. He has been measured. He has uh, he's very conscious of everything we're talking about. If you take a, the wrong step into this fist fight, you could unintentionally provoke uh, a nuclear war and, and oh, my right. God, oh, my God. So he's been very measured and he's been cranking it up incrementally and doing things this week that he didn't think he would do last week. Today, 
as we're recording this, cut off the purchase of the small amount of Russian oil that we buy. It's not much. But this woman on Katie Tur's show today was a little different voice. She's saying, I know you got and It's almost annoying. It's like, God damn it, we're doing all this stuff for you. You know, that's a side of me that says, come on, lay off, quit, quit trying to put a guilt trip on me. But she's saying, I know you've done sanctions. I know you're cutting off oil. I know you got companies shutting down places there. McDonald's is shutting down 850 units, uh, branches in Russia. But come on. And it goes to the point we started with. This is smash mouth football. This is tank to tank. Help us. And I got teary eyed watching this woman. She was beyond teary eyes. She was weeping. Yeah. Yeah. And screaming at us. Please help us. And it's like, dude, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm getting there. And Jerry, you ran for Congress once and came pretty close to winning. And if you chose to do it again, you could have. And you might be the kind of a man or woman that would be sitting at a table figuring out, are we there yet? Well, well, again, we're going to have save to us, over. Ryan Sinclair. <laughs> save, save us, Ryan. Us. <laughs> save us. Ryan for Congress. Yes. Yes. Ryan, Ryan, for Ryan for Congress. Ryan for Congress. Hey, Megan. So Megan. I have to say, is, I have hey, to Megan, say. This is the dirtiest thing we can do to a performer. I know. Like, we hey, do all this. There's, hey, Ryan Sinclair, you come in and fix all this up. Clean it up. <laughs> yeah, we but don't I even have know to her say politics. To our, yeah. to our listeners, and I know you guys can't see this, but I've talked about my dog, Colonel Fitzwilliam, and he's a little Cavalier King Charles. Ryan has two of them on the couch with her right now. So <laughs> I already oh. love her and we're yeah. best friends. So, <laughs> yeah. So last week, Ryan, welcome back, first of all. Thank when you. We, we talked, you mentioned you started a band at 11 with blues and jazz. So how does that happen? <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it was it was roots country and 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 jazz and, and blues and just you know, just it was what my mom you know was listening to and she introduced me to just such a wide variety of music and so were um, you with I just other eleven wanted... year olds? No, it it was an all adult band and um, it just kind of came about in a really organic way um, through people that I knew and and things like that and, and evolved. And yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) So how did you reach out to adults where you're like, were your parents helping you with that? Because I feel like at 11, that would be (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) so they were obviously very encouraging of everything that you've, you've been doing. And like, we saw your, your folks earlier this night, this evening, um, actually helping you with your mic. So, (laughs) so that's really cool. So they've always been encouraging. Now, um, have you been out on tours? I know that you just released a new album. So what has touring life been like for you thus far? Yeah, I mean, definitely kind of slowly uh, right now getting back into that. I've had some, you know, health issues that have kind of delayed that. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, definitely want to get back out there, but also be safe about it. So, yeah. Sure. Good. Did you have COVID, Ryan? I did a breakthrough, a breakthrough case and uh, Uh yeah, and have had some long-term Whoa. Uh, mm. effects from that definitely didn't you know 
see that coming. But yeah. Would you tell us a little about that? I mean, if you're comfortable, if it's private. Yeah. Thing, but... yeah um, I mean, vaccinated had uh, COVID and, and, you know, just mild case Yeah. and then have had some, some heart issues, you know, come up uh, since and uh, been kind of been kind of scary um but getting better um you know so yeah so in the meantime you were able to write your album uh letters to aliens yeah (laughs) so (laughs) so is this song that you're going to be playing for us tonight where i'll be found is that from this album or is that from a previous yeah it's one from the new album yeah excellent so just tell one, us... qu- one quick question i, I don't mean to have they written back unfortunately <laughs> no i don't know oh. she's on the jerry well, springer podcast could, again so maybe if they, they write back could you come on the podcast and tell us first <laughs> for sure yeah i definitely will okay. report back because the word is that in the letters to the corinthians jerry's an old testament oh guy so he, they never did write back Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> you are such a nerd. Holy yeah. cow. I'm, I'm a Bible nerd. A nerd. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about where I'll be found and um, what this where what inspired this song and where you got the idea and it's a little bit about its sound. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was just kind of sitting around one day working on other stuff and just kind of this. A message came to me and it, you know, I've lost a lot of people, family members in my life. And so this one was kind of, it felt like kind of a, as much from their perspective as it is mine, just a very reassuring, comforting um, message. So yeah, that's, that's where I'll be found. That's fantastic. So this is where I'll be found by Ryan Sinclair.
Sinclair's Where I'll Be Found can be found on her album, Letters to Aliens. And Ryan, tell us where we can find more of your music. You can go to ryansinclair.com and find uh, everything there, where to get the album. You can get it on all digital platforms. Excellent. (laughs) Well, we hope to have you back again because you're an absolute delight. And it's so cool to see you grow with us and see, you know, where you were from a few years ago to where you are now and see the cute puppies on the couch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But while you're checking her out, make sure you check us out too. go to facebook.com, look up the Jerry Springer podcast, make sure you're going to Spotify, all your uh, social media platforms and checking out the Jerry Springer podcast, giving us some five star likes so that everyone in the uh, computer world knows that we're out there and that they need to be listening. We're going to have Ryan and Jerry take us out tonight on Down by the Riverside. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Check out our website, jerryspringer.com.